All right, ladies and gentlemen, man, I want to welcome y'all to another episode of We Create Music TV. Man, it's your boy, B. Vaughn, and today we got my man, Eva J. Music. Man, y'all give it up, man. That's what's up. What's up? Appreciate it. That's what's up, brother. How you been? Been very well, man. Been very good, man. I appreciate you having me on the show once again and providing opportunities yeah, for sure. like this, you know? For sure, brother. Hey, you know, we've been chopping it up a little bit. On, uh, on IG, but I'm glad we had a chance to kind of sit down, you know, virtually yeah. and, you know, chop it up. Yeah, sure. I'm, in, I'm interested in your story and some of the stuff that's in there. So without further ado, my brother, people who watch the show, they know how we, they know how we do. We just jump right in right. and we get to, yeah. to having fun. So, man, so how'd you cool. get started? Well, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a long journey, but I'm, I'm going to see what I can kind of pull out of it, man. It's basically, I'm from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, I grew up, um, had both of my parents and my family. Um, both of my parents were ministers. Also, they were uh, musicians. And so I was always around church, music, different things like that. On top of that, my dad, he was like in a band, like a funk band. He he taught uh, actual like marching band and stuff like that when he was younger. And so I have a lot of different influences when it comes to my musical development. He was, I'm telling you, I wish, I wish he was still around to just, I could just kind of let you mm. hear some of the stuff mm -hmm. he's done, but he's very, very good at music um, and everything like that. So that's how I first initially got my introduction is just through my family. Okay. And um, I was a young man. I'm, I'm growing up in a Christian home and I was just more so drawn to hip hop. And so, you know, my parents, they didn't want me to have anything to do with it at first or anything like that. So, I kind of just kind of kept it to myself that I wanted to, you know, to do something in the secular music industry. Uh, but eventually, I mean, I, I just had, I became, you know, older and I just decided to go ahead and go for it. And so I was trying to actually become like a, a rap artist at first. And I didn't know any um, producers or anything like that at the time. So I decided to kind of, you know, just try my hand and making my own beats. You know, my mom, she, uh, classically would, would classically train me and my sister in piano. And so I knew about chords, uh, progressions and different things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I was able to kind of put that together. Anyway, long story short, I learned how to make my beats. You know what I'm saying? I started working with different artists in my, my city, in Oklahoma City, basically where I was from. Um, ended up running into a group and we, uh, they actually knew or worked at the radio station there. Um, in Oklahoma, ah, and so so they were they had a real good like connection in to you know a lot of the stuff that would be going on in Oklahoma or you know even just getting music online uh, on the radio. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I ended up working with them. Got some, got one of my songs on the radio and everything like that. But I kind of just wanted to, I don't know, I wanted something more. I, I wanted to learn more. I wanted to you know work on my mixing. I wanted to you know learn and, and take my career and stuff like that to the next level. So. What I did is I ended up um, I was actually working at Dell Computers um, at the time, like on the side. And so I ended up getting laid off. And mm. so it ended up being like a, a perfect scenario because I was like, man, you know, I didn't really, really, really want to work at the, you know, the traditional route anyway. Right. Right. And so, I was like, you know, let me move out there to Florida, go to Full Sail. So people don't know who full, what Full Sail is. It's like a music entertainment type of school. Um where you can kind of go there, get in, in immersed in the environment, 
and uh, you get around a bunch of like-minded people and learn all about you know music and entertainment and how to mix, master, different things like that. So I went to Full Sail, and um, that's what I'm doing all all day long is you know music and um, learning different things at Full Sail. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably about midway between me graduating Full Sail. I had this did this big epiphany, you know what I'm saying? And I just decided to like really uh, stop doing a lot of the crazy foolish stuff I was doing at the time and rededicating my life to Christ. So I was like, hey. real. Yeah, hey. you know? yeah, I rededicated my life to Christ. Right no, for sure. Um, and this, and I, this is one of those things, like I don't want to ever hide this part of my story because mm-hmm. this is, that th- th- those times were really some of the sweetest times of my life. Like, be honest with you, like, um, I had a pure love for God. I wasn't like so in religiousized, or if you want to, you know, I wasn't hurt yet from the church or anything like that. Like, any, I, I was pure. And so, what I wanted to do is, I wanted to, you know, obviously just serve God, but I wanted to also, you know, make an impact through my music. Yeah. And so just not really having any kind of true understanding or path to take on it. I was just like, you know what, let me just start doing like gospel music. You know what I mean? Let me start doing like a, be a gospel rapper, mm-hmm. a gospel artist. So I stopped doing all stuff secular. I called all my people that I was working with. I was like, no, nah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Looking back, I probably shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> that was kind of a silly, like kind of, you know what I'm saying? But it was just out of the love of trying to, mm-hmm. you know, really. I please the Lord. My, yeah. yeah, you know, and so, you know, I was making my mistakes and everything, but at the same time, I don't regret it because it really helped me to, you know, mature and learn a lot mm-hmm. of different things. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I ended up rededicating my life to Christ. I stopped doing everything I was doing, like, you know, partying or whatever and stuff, things right. like that. And um, I started doing Christian music. And so that's when that's where ever j music turn takes a different twist i was just doing produce production at the time and then I, this is where i really just just took a leap and just stepped out as an artist um i had i released a couple of different cds i released my first uh lp um it was called the time is now i did it with an artist named fuego and he's like a christian reggaeton artist and so mm, it kind of mm. had you know what I'm saying hip-hop vibes mixed with some little bit of like a dance reggaeton type vibes. And then you throw in, you know, positive, you know, messages and plus the gospel mm-hmm. to it. It was actually pretty dope. And um, I did it for, I did that for like about three years, man. I would just okay. pursue putting that out there. I would, you know, go to 7-Elevens, post up and, you know, sl- you know oh, I'm yeah. still in the yeah. old mindset, <laughs> <laughs> trying to slam stuff out the back of my truck type thing. Like one of these CDs? Uh, like, hey, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, well, how I would do it, I would just ask them for a donation. Like, hey, man, you know, can you just give me like a donation? <laughs> <laughs> like three to, you know, anywhere between three yeah. to $10, whatever you feel <laughs> necessary. But, you know, it kind of worked out better like that. Try to try to sell it. Just say, hey, look, I'm trying to get my music right, out here. Can you right. just give me a donation or whatever? You know, five bucks or whatever just to, uh, mm-hmm. to support what I'm doing. Check out my music. Got the CDs pressed up. Um, so I had that whole experience trying to, you know, do it throughout, you know, what's it, what they call it, the guerrilla marketing way, you know, of music. Um, but yep, where my exactly. story is Guer- Guerrilla marketing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but where the, where the story starts to change is like um, 
at some point I decided I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and move to Atlanta. I was actually dating at the time. Yeah, Atlanta. Man, I almost think I want to go back there, bro. Like, hey, Atlanta was lit. Just don't. Atlanta well, never mind. Yeah, no, Atlanta's right, lit. Right, right, right. Just yeah. Um. No. Nah, so what was I say? Okay, yeah, I was about to go to Atlanta, and um, I was actually um, dating this girl at the time that um, did Christian rap. So okay. we were two Christian rappers. We had this song, and we were going out and trying to perform it and trying to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, get it out there and so we went out to Atlanta to network and that's how I actually ended up getting out to Atlanta so I, I got out there we started networking I started doing like you know community work and serving with different people and I was still trying to do a gospel approach to uh to everything at that point in time um fast forward I'm gonna kind of kind of go ahead and skip a little stuff but fast forward I ended up um just kind of having a, another epiphany, you know what I mean, within mm-hmm. the gospel uh, or within the church. Like, I would just see a lot of different, you know, I don't like to talk about the negative parts of, of church, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't like to paint stuff negative because I don't want people to uh, be fearful turned of it or fearful. turned off. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, I went through some different situations where I would just see a little bit of hypocrisy and different things like that. And I was just like, you know what? The message really needs to be out there in the world. And, you know, they need to they need to get it in a way where it's real, because, you know, I started realizing that all although I was trying super hard to be so perfect and go to church mm-hmm. and everything, I still started realizing, like, I'm still a human being. I'm still going to mess up. I'm yeah, still I mean, gonna make yeah, my mistakes. Nah, so. Yeah. So anyway, I, I kind of just kind of stepped down from being more religious with my approach to life and everything like that. I still believe in God and everything, but I just wasn't as churchy with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of just led me to go ahead and say, you know what, maybe this, let me just go ahead and get back into just producing music for just anybody, you know what I'm saying, everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came across music licensing. And so what um, what happened with that is my first actual introduction to music licensing was actually in Florida. Um, when I was, you know, doing my Christian rap, I had somebody rap reach out to me. Um, the UFC, I think US, what was that school? UFC, UFC, or UCF, one of them. UCF, UCF sports sports show. They reached out to me and um, they wanted to license my music um on their show. So I had like a couple of my rap songs playing under the music, but I didn't really Mm -hmm. know anything about the music industry like i didn't know okay i need to get like a pro so that i can collect back in royalties or i hey i need to ask for like a upfront sync fee or something like that like i didn't think of any of those things when i first had that opportunity it was still cool though because it gave me a chance to get you know get my music out there on a more professional level um yeah for sure but um that's that's that was that was how i got first got started in doing music i i i said on, on as far as like music licensing um i did some cool stuff in gospel but like you know um the music licensing has been real cool for me like i i, I um, was networking with different producers and things like mm-hmm. that on twitter ran into a producer on there and that's actually really how i started really getting placements and okay. uh, things of that nature so just working with different producers and then i started Next thing you know, I'm, I'm getting different places with you know different shows. Mm-hmm. 
So say, so save that. I want to talk about that specifically a little yeah. bit later on. Right. As sure. far okay. as, you know, some of the ins and outs of sync licensing, you yeah. know, so, so for people who watch and just kind of really and for people who are going to watch a little bit later, kind of just some of the ins and outs and your own experience and things like that. So I want to save some of that for, for, yeah, for later, sure. but I want to, I okay. got to go back. I got to go back. So, so full sale. So, so talk about Orlando. Was it Orlando? Is that where it is? Yeah, I was in Orlando. Orlando, or, right. Or it's technically Winter Park, Florida. But whenever we yeah. tell people, we just say, it's in winter. It's, it's Orlando. It's Orlando. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've been to one. I've been to one apart. Yeah, I got a guy okay. who actually is going to be on the show. Uh, he's from. It's. I think Gene's from Orlando, but he runs a thing down there called. Um, let me make sure I get it right. I think. Uh, yeah, uh, the Network Music Conference down in oh, okay. uh, in Orlando, but he's going to be on the show about a week or so. But man, talk, so how was Full Sail? The reason why I ask, I've had a lot of people on the show who have yeah. gone to full sale, and I just right. want to talk about school versus right. hands-on um, experience. No, for sure, for yeah, sure, yeah, for yeah. Sure. yep, definitely, definitely. Okay, so full sale, man. I think that first of all, if I could probably redo it, I would just have tried the whole intern approach. Mm-hmm. I would have just maybe moved to LA. And just got got or or maybe still or maybe went straight to Atlanta, and just mm-hmm. got in one of the big boy studios and just did it like that. Just straight up engineer, um, uh, intern as an engineer to approach. That's right, what I would have right. like. I played it over again. Why is now, that? Well, because like actually, after you get out of full sale, to be honest with you, more than likely you're gonna still have to start at the internship level. You're not gonna necessarily uh. get out of full sale and be able to just jump yeah. right into the music industry yeah. oh i got a job like you might be able to get us like certain jobs like i did some av work um like as an audio visual technician so mm-hmm. i would mix like live sound and put together um you know different audio visual displays and right. stuff like that right. so you can get a job like that you can get certain jobs like maybe in tv like i don't know but as far as like trying so- to be a music producer yeah. Right. No, no, I was going to say it's sort of like when you go to regular college. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You go to regular college yeah, and you take in, uh, you know, business management, you'll come in as like an intern or as a uh, entry level position at an right. organization in corporate America. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Def- it's definitely not one of those things where you should think that, okay, after I go to this school, I'm, that's going to guarantee me anything. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's all, it's all going to be on you anyway. So mm-hmm. you just have to decide if it's, if it's worth the money, if it's worth your time and, and efforts. Um, I, I enjoyed my my time at Full Sail. I thought it was good. Um, coming from someone who, who, you know, I was originally from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, I personally didn't necessarily have a whole lot of, I don't want to say, I don't want to come off the wrong way because we do have, like in Oklahoma does have, did have studios and stuff like that, but it wasn't necessarily on a, huger level as it is probably now like they have like a pretty dope studio now out there in oklahoma but anyway um full sale could be good as far as like doing something to force yourself into a different mindset and and things of that nature if that makes sense but you can you can learn anything anywhere yeah no it, it definitely makes sense now that's why i was asking because i know many people have gone to full sale 
and no knock against full sale so you know what i'm saying like yeah but i've heard that people say man if i had to go do it over again i wouldn't cough up the bread to go to full sale full sale no like, I, I don't knock yeah. full sale because like i said like that was where that was where i had my little conversion process and everything mm-hmm. like that if i never if i never went to full sale i would still be in that my same mm-hmm. type of circle mm-hmm. same doing the same stuff like that's that's why i look at full sale as a positive thing for me personally because it put me a it changed my environment, you know what I mean? And at that time, I, I needed to change my environment to go a little higher, you know what I'm saying? It just, just in life and how I thought and different things like that, so. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we never know how, how you know, the Lord's gonna be reaching out to us and what position or situation yeah, we're gonna yeah. find ourselves in. And so, you know, I, I remember my mine, I was homeless. But people who've mm. seen the show, they kind of know that whole conversion story. Well, maybe they don't. Right. Maybe I'll yeah. share that one day. But right. but yeah, I mean, we never know when the Lord's going to say, hey, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> he, he gonna come come right. knocking. You know, what I'm right, saying? Right. like whether it's homeless, whether it's at full sale, whether it's in prison, wherever it is. But yeah, I wanted to go back and say that, like, yeah, man, don't ever hide that fact about you. You know what I'm saying? Like your relationship with the Lord and, you know, what he's doing for you in your life, like. Our first, our first and primary objective is the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, yeah. forget, every, forget everybody else right. and what they think. Like, oh, I, sure, sure. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather please the Lord than please man because I mean, we yeah, it's not it's not Bible sermon. I'll get all into no, it. No, it's all saying, good, but... bro. Like, I, I just think it's, <laughs> it's it's perfectly fine. I think that people need to talk about God more. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and not from a standpoint of religious religiosity because like i think right, sometimes right. when people talk about god the first thing that they think about is like a pastor trying to teach mm-hmm. them and trying to you know get into them or whatever and right. or they can't do this or they have to look a certain way and all that mm-hmm. but, yeah they always think about there's limitations or restrictions or uh you know limits to their freedom and what they can and can't do but i get it you know what i'm saying i i get it i'm gonna tell you what helped me uh was a book called music through the eyes of faith I don't know really? if you ever read that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. It's called Music Through the Eyes of Faith. And so my homie, um, one of my homies had the book and he read it and he gave it to me and I read it and I was like, oh man. But I think a lot of us came to the realization because there was a time in my life that I was like, man, I ain't making no secular music at all. I ain't listening to secular music. I ain't making <laughs> right. secular music. Turn mm-hmm. off MTV. I need right. urban, I need urban alternate. I need uh, cross movement. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I need, I need all, I need all that. But right. they, through, so, so let me give you, let me see, let me give you a little backstory in case any of them watching anyway. But, uh, so the people that I know, uh, that are my homies are like the staple people within Christian hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, when you think about from a producer rapper perspective, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of So Hot Productions. So they, Hot? Yeah. So Hot. Mm. So, so, so Hot. So hot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, So Hot did all the production for Cross Movement, for Lecrae, for Tadashi, Triple I mean, you name it. Them yeah. boys would have, they, they were like the Justice League of right. the Christian hip hop, you know what I'm saying? So two of my homies, uh, JR and Nab, uh, were the So Hot production team. And it was, JR who, it was JR who had the book, Music Through the Eyes of Faith. And I remember us talking about that. But I think a lot of us came to the realization that it doesn't matter how in what arena we're serving the Lord in, long as we are not jeopardizing our 
standards, not, as long as we're not jeopardizing our morals, as long as we are not participating in the same type of activities that... So, no, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, this, this is these are conversations where people can have a, like a lot of different opinions oh, yeah, for about. Sure. It. You know what I'm saying like you could even line up certain scriptures on it and vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, I guess at the end of the day, man, you have to look at it like this, man. Like you have a have a skill set. Mm-hmm. You have a in uh, a, a. It's like okay, for instance, I used to work at AT and T. As a, okay. like I was part, I worked over there part time as like um as a rep before you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like a little like a sales rep, yep. I would sell my phone service to sometimes drug dealers that would come in there, you know. Mm-hmm. I would know that they're they're getting like a little track phone for drug dealers <laughs> for, sell their drugs, right? Um, or I would sell phones to or or, or service to, you feel me? Anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with I think with music. We got to stop like overly religious, like, putting boundary like. No, no, I get it. Putting boundaries putting on chains, it. Yeah, putting boundaries yeah. on yourself because of your faith or because of how you walk. And, you know, again, you're not going to be perfect anyway. Mm-hmm. When you start walking long enough, you're going to notice like, man, I made some big mistakes. Oh, yeah, man. And then you sure. start realizing like, man, you know, uh, why am I judging these people as if I'm so much better mm-hmm. and I can't work with them? You know what I'm saying? I have a gift. I have this. Right. Ultimately, me rubbing shoulders with them is going to be a good thing, vice versa. I'm going to mm-hmm. learn something. They're going to learn something. You know what I'm saying? So, right. That's man, I I, I, man, I always take the approach of Christ, bro. Like, Jesus was, was always with the sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was always with the sick, but he didn't compromise his, his mission, but he was always with the sick. You know what I'm saying? Healing, teaching, being a part of, he was always there with them. Like you rarely found if he was in the synagogue, bro, he was in there tearing Pharisees and Sadducees up. Exactly. That's why he that's was in why there, but yeah. And that's that was a problem that I was that I would see with being in the Christian market is that mm. I would I would feel like a man at some at a certain point, I was like, okay, look, I don't necessarily feel like I'm supposed to be like a praise and worship leader. Mm. Like or a you know what I'm saying? Like from yeah. that standpoint. I feel like I'm I supposed I to be doing Yeah. You know, like I feel like people <laughs> have different purposes. Like if you want to just do a song just to do nothing but to glorify God, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Wrong with that's that. Where you, right. that's, that's where you get like praise and worship people and you know praise and worship right. artists. You have to differentiate what your calling is and what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just be able to be confident in in what you're doing, like and understand and give yourself grace. Like man, all right, I know I'm not perfect. So what? You know, just do it anyway. Yep. Yeah, for real, man. So okay, so in your time in Florida, have you did you ever go to Flavor Fest? Man, I was doing everything. I was doing all those things. The Flavor okay. Fest. Yeah. Um, I was familiar with all of the different, um, a lot of the different things out there. Yeah. Um, I was at the, I went to the Devil War weekend in um, Atlanta. Okay. Dope. Um, I met the Gospel Gangsters. Hey. Uh, much, you know, I used to listen. <laughs> it's funny because I used to, when me and my sister were young, <laughs> we used to listen to, was it the Gospel Gangsters? Yeah, it was the Gospel Gangsters. It was the Gospel Gangsters. We used to listen to them like mm-hmm. briefly when we were real young because our parents were like, okay, we're going to get you. <laughs> we you need like, some okay. Mahalia Jackson. You need some Mahalia. You need to get rid of that Christian devil music. Right. But yo, but that's how they, yo, for real, that's how, and see, that's what a lot of, I don't know if a lot of people outside of the Christian hip hop community even know that, you know what I'm saying? Like there was a lot of times when 
you had the gospel community that hated on the Christian hip hop community. It's a lot you know of drama. Man. What's so crazy? It's a lot man, of drama. I, I find that so crazy. <laughs> it's but, unnecessary. But unnecessary here's drama. Say. Here's what I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say it right here. There's really no difference between how the Christian gospel music industry runs and how the quote unquote exactly. secular music industry runs. Exactly. There, so you there just might no, just make music, man. No just make music, have fun, be you, and yep. let the chips fall where they fall. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I I'd rather do people, that. No, no, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. I was going to say, I just rather, I'd rather do that and then find out later, like, man, okay, you shouldn't have done that and not use my gift or just kind of hide mm. it, not knowing which road to take or something. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because you yeah, could be like, in that little, you could be in a state of confusion for years, not mm. doing anything, just trying to decide, should I put my music out? Should I do this? Should I, you know? Oh, man, I don't even think that has anything to do with just Christianity and as a whole. I think that just has to do with music in its entirety that right. I mean, because I find people today, even within regular music, right, we call it regular music, that's all regular right. music, but right. in music today, they just find it difficult to put out music, whether it's uh, self-limiting beliefs, self-doubt, whether it's something that they're doing on their own, whether it may be their perspective on the industry, whatever it may be, you know, yeah. I, I find whether it's in all areas of music that what you just said happens over and over oh, again. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. Yep. For over sure. and over again, man. So, so you end up leaving Atlanta, you left Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so I'm in Atlanta doing all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I went to the A3, was it A3C? Yep. Me um, too. And I was doing networking out there. That was actually where I met uh, one of my good friends, Mugs a Million. I don't know if you heard, you've heard of him. I do know Mugs a Million. Yeah. See, that's the that's was, the crazy part. I do. Uh, I, I know who he is. I've never met him. That's where I met him at. I met him at um, at A three C. We've been rocking ever since. I did. We did some songs. We do some courses, different things like that. And it was this net. Like I think in in Atlanta, I I kind of miss all of that. You know what I'm saying? I miss that kind of cultural vibe that I was I had out there. We would go to different beat battles. Um oh yeah. How you <laughs> I, know. Used to go, I used to go to the different beat battles out in Atlanta, man. We would go to what's the different ones? I standard. The I standard uh, joints. I, I, I got beat, I, the I, I beat daily. daily. I beat uh, daily. Yeah. I can't you got my man Jeff that. you got my man Jeff can't Blackwell. Yeah. Who does his? Yep. I was going out to all of those man. It was it was a dope time in Atlanta um overall. But anyway mm-hmm. man what happened was um if I was gonna, if I'm gonna be transparent, I ended up getting married and ended up going through a divorce. Hey, which is not, it's you know, and so I, I, I dealt with my own struggles on that type mm-hmm. of thing. And so anyway, that led me to actually just take a step back. I was like, you know, let me go back home to uh, Oklahoma for a little bit. Mm. So I went there just to kind of just get my. Uh, get my head back right and, right and everything like that um but now i'm in texas man so it's kind yeah. of, one of those you things. got you got power so I, I see you got yeah no it was crazy out here man you know and it's so funny i was almost mad i almost started to get mad today i was like are you serious like because it was <laughs> it was literally we didn't have powers at time we didn't have mm-hmm. we actually we were blessed to have power but a lot of people didn't but we didn't man. have water for sure for a while I had to like go over my sister's house for a little bit and 
just to take showers and stuff like that. It yeah. was crazy. Man, crazy. that is so crazy. I saw pictures of icicles hanging from ceiling fans in people's houses. Oh, like, wait a minute. Now, I'm, now I'm, I used to go to Texas often, right? So I used to go to uh, go through Dallas uh, and go through Houston. But I'm trying to remember the the, uh, the town I used to go to in. This was not working for one of the companies I used to work for, but it's in Texas. And I can't remember the name of it. Well, as soon as I get yeah. off the phone, I was, off of this interview, I'm remembering. I'm like, oh man, don't you hate that when you forget right. something? That, yeah. But it will, we would go there in the winter, and it would just be icy, like no snow, be cold, and be icy. But this, I ain't never seen anything like this. That is so crazy. Yeah, it, I was like seriously praying. Like I'm talking about like those real prayers. Like God, please. <laughs> like, okay, look, please. Right. <laughs> take yeah. this away and then actually now it's like like as if it never happened like if i looked wow. outside it's literally it was sunny today like i could have like not worn my coat wow is this interesting man i think i think honestly this i, I don't even want to say god but in general we could say god god is showing us we need to start preparing man like mm-hmm. we had the coronavirus hit uh last year we having all these different race stuff happening man in the world all this mm. uh snowstorms and stuff like i really want to start you know buying up Dang. land and and create like some like you know survival places some end time survival <laughs> places or something no seriously you're gonna be, man. You're gonna be one of the, the doom days preppers <laughs> i need to start doomsday prepping man it's getting crazy out here doomsday prepping you're gonna have like a bunker in the ground mm-hmm. with like it can be a hundred acres in the ground with with food for a hundred years Exactly. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> hey, you know what they say though, it's like in the last days, you know what I'm saying? Man. That there would be signs, wars and rumors of wars, diverse earthquakes in various places. It's real. Like, like, it's like real. I said, this ain't this ain't this ain't Bible. I ain't right. we're not talking about the book of Revelation today. We're talking about my man Ever J. Right. But right. look, 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 so I, I do want to ask, so so we kind of diverge a little bit, which is cool. I do want to talk about the, the sync license and stuff. Okay. Right. So, so I know that you went through the whole music production process. You had a couple of things going on and happening there, and then you kind of transitioned into sync licensing and kind of figuring right. out how that how that whole thing worked, man. So, kind of talk about that and just some of your experience, and I'll build off of that. And I'm gonna ask you some okay. more stuff about it, though. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, you know, I was doing like Christian music and all that type of stuff, and then I ended up like deciding to say, you know what, let me just try to do some music for like. TV or some like type, some type of commercial or ads. Um, I actually was trying to do the approach of going to different like businesses at first, like in like um, what do you call like small businesses, and I would do like a little jingle or like you know little stuff like that. And I was like, no, nah, this is not quite what I want. Um, so I started going on Twitter, and I met a guy named Joseph Parker. And Joseph Parker, I think I just reached out to him because he had something in his bio that says something about, you know, licensing music and stuff like that. So I reached out to him and he was like, Hey, look, I know this guy. Um, I don't place the music, but I know this guy that does, that can do it. Uh, why don't you, let me talk to him and then see what, you know, if, if he wants to work with you. And so he, he talked to him and he got back with me. He was like, Hey, look, he wants to, he wants to, he was interested in seeing like what your music sounds like. So I sent him some of my music and then you know, from there we started working, you know, um, send me a contract. We, you know, went through that whole process. And then from there, 
I would just send him like he would send me like a brief, what was called like a brief, and it would just say, you yeah. know, all right, I need, let's say, they they always do some type of weird variation of hip hop, so it might be like a <laughs> cinematic hip hop track, or I need a uh, mm-hmm. pop hip hop, you know, just they, they'll just tell you based on what what whatever they're doing, what they need. Right. Um, his name was Dennis Cornell, just so everybody knows. But uh, I started working with him, man. He was a dope dude. And he actually kind of, yeah, man. Dennis, Dennis kind of really gave me my first start. Honestly, I started working with him, and honestly, I was like, man, it was there was nothing at first. Was seemed like it was happening. Um, I was thinking it was gonna get like move a whole lot quicker. And so when I was first start working with him, I was like, man, you know, I kind of slowed up on him. Um, giving him like submitting that was a mistake you know that's what mm. somebody shouldn't have done mm-hmm. but, but i slowed up on it and then all of a sudden i looked in my ascap account and i was like hold up i got some got a couple of placements i need to hey let me uh let me reach back out to dennis and see what's up so I, <laughs> like uh hello dennis yeah so my bad adult <laughs> not not bad um, mm-hmm. But you know, I started doing that. With, um, started you know submitting with Dennis Moore, and I was I would just get you know started getting a little couple placements. Um, and it's you know like I said, I just keep on going through the process of trying to find different people to work with. I would you know whether it be producers or publishers, um, mm-hmm. artists even. You know, I got I've submitted music before with Mugs before Mugs a Million. I've submitted music for different you know other producers. I eventually start somehow came across Clint music hey yeah i don't know, yeah, I don't know how i don't know how i even came across my maybe that's i was probably just on instagram and i saw his page and mm-hmm. i was like wow this dude's getting like a lot of i just noticed he's getting a lot of tv placements what's going right. on with that every day <laughs> every day man. he's like the godfather of placements right um so i just was like you know let me reach out to him um i think i've initially reached out to him on like um some type of a consult um, consultation type of basis. I was like, you know, let me do a consultation with you. And that's how, I think that was how we initially started uh, building from that, actually. Then I did like, then he had a contest that he was doing, a uh, music licensing contest, I did that. And anyway, one thing led to another, we just kept, we just uh, we started working together, man. He would just, mm-hmm. he just allowed me to start submitting to his um, opportunities or and things like that. So it's been a blessing, man. You know, I'm yeah, still skinny. My bad. It's been a blessing. So it's, uh, when I get it, get able to get my music on like a uh, real housewives, mm-hmm. love hip hop, um, bunch of different shows, man. This, um, I was, I would say I'm still just getting started in, you know, to compare it to certain hey. people's resumes, but I, I think it's a blessing, man, when I can just actually have some legitimate uh, credits Mm-hmm. People can look up or whatever you know, to my name. So that's actually what I'm working on right now is I really want to focus on getting like music placements with artists, continuing mm-hmm. to build my catalog with music licensing. I want to be able to get like gold and platinum plaques and stuff like, you know, stuff, stuff like where I look back, like when I'm 80 or something like that. Like, man, you mm-hmm. know, I actually made history. I did this and did, you know, built these relationships mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So that's really what my focus has been right now is it's really trying to just continue to submit to these music licensing opportunities, build more relationships right. with that. And, um, starting to do more relationships with artists too. I want to, you know, get with some artists that you know, 
get a plaque mm-hmm. on the wall, man, or something. You hey, know? <laughs> hey, you know, you know, and I kind of was going to talk about that as you were talking about, uh, you know, now that you were doing TV, and you, and then you said, well, I want to work with some artists too, and that that made me think about the many different avenues that there is to income within the music industry, which I don't think a lot of people kind of take hold of because our minds are so focused on, especially, and I don't know if it's just in the, I can't even call it urban. I don't even know what, what you know, I heard they were trying to take urban out of it, but no, no. just, in, <laughs> just in, the, in, in the hip hop and R&B genres of, of music that we're so focused on, I need to work with Trey Songs. I need to work with, with Jay-Z. There's other lanes, I need, I need to work with Kanye West. Man, if I can just right. get a Kanye West placement, man, I'm I'm going to be in there. Like, give me the Kanye West. And it's like, while you're trying to chase Kanye West, who you probably would n- n- maybe never, ever get a placement with, right? Because they run in camps, and those camps kind of do those stuff. Camps. You got to get in that camp. And somehow. so, some, somehow, right? And well. so... There's many avenues, and music music placement in TV and film and commercials is a huge market that people can find to generate income for themselves. And I think a lot of times we don't we don't try to do that because we're so focused on trying to get to the Jay Z, the Kanye West, the Beyonces, the J Cole's, the Kendrick sure. Lamar's, that we miss opportunities that are right in front of us. That that same music that they're using to try to reach that. They could be placing them in love and hip hop, real uh, housewives, Black Ink. I mean, you name it. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I right. didn't name all the ones that you got placements in, but <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think we miss that, and I think because we're so narrow focused at times, that we miss all the other opportunities that live outside of just producing for I, an artist. I was for sure say that, man, because like I was, I would say like that is like when people, I would say the general public actually. When you put people, if I, if I was like, yo, I want to be, I'm a producer. If I tell mm-hmm. someone I'm a producer, that's what they think I'm doing is sitting in the studio right. with Drake, you know, right. to, all right, how that sound, man? You know, that sound but great. you, right. yeah, yep. you can, st- you can still be a music producer and sell your beats online. You can still be a music producer mm-hmm. and get it in TV and film. That's you can right. still be a music producer and teach courses or tutorials. You can still be, a, you know, there's a lot of different things you could do as a music producer. You can do it, be a music producer and just, uh, be a co-producer your whole career mm-hmm. just do nothing but make sounds and loops and, and stuff like that for people right so, right and, and and i think that's nothing the, wrong that's, with either. there's nothing wrong with either of them and they all lead to the end goal whatever your end goal is if it's to take care of your family however you define success use yeah. whatever that medium is in order to create that success for you not no, everybody not, not everybody can be a boy wonder and that's just not gonna no. happen now I was thinking honestly, would you say that? Like honestly, I've been thinking about that a lot. It's like when something is working for you, you know what I'm saying? Like you might as well mm-hmm. just keep on doing it. You know what I mean? And that's how I've I've really been looking at lately with my with the like music licensing and different things like that. I was like, man, maybe I should just really just focus on just doing trying to get more placements, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For like, sure. That you would really good, be the best one. Look, you eating good? I mean, <laughs> I would say it like this, man. When it comes to music licensing, unless you like a, a big boss like that, mm-hmm. you have hundreds of placements. 
um, you, you're going to have to do multiple different things. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. not going to just be one of those situations where, okay, I'm just eating good off a of music license. Like I use, right. I, I have multiple different things that I'm doing to bring in like revenue from mm. uh, teaching courses on, mm-hmm. on how to make beats to, I had a, I have a beat store up. I'm kind of going through a transition with that, but I have a beat store. Up. I have, um, you know, the music licensing, but, Music licensing is something like I said. I just I, it's something for me. I want to over a long term basis mm-hmm. build up a huge catalog, hundreds of placements in TV and film. And I think for like in that case, music licensing would be very profitable. But right, yeah. right. So so you talked about you had a beat store. Do you think the beat online beat sales market is oversaturated? I don't think anything's oversaturated. I think it's just what mm. what is your path? I mean, I, I think I think that's what I've been trying to figure out sometimes too. Is like, well, mm-hmm. you have all these different things you could do. I'm the type of person I was like, look, why don't you just try? It? You know, I've tried a lot of different things within music, um, and I think it's all about your path. You know, some people are mm-hmm. real great at selling beats online, and some people are not. Right. You know, what I'm saying I I can't say that I've been just the OG of selling beats online, <laughs> <laughs> but I've sure been trying, man. Like for the last six months, I've been post. I was posting my beats on YouTube. I was been trying to do certain mm-hmm. things like that, and uh, it hasn't necessarily been just like avalanche of success doing that. So I've been kind mm-hmm. of rethinking certain things, and I was like, you know, let me just really focus on placements because like the same work that you're going to do to get like that thirty dollar or a hundred dollar, two three hundred dollar, whatever sale lease. It's probably the same amount of work it's going to take to, you know, reach out to us, you know, whoever you need to do. So that's right. I'm just kind of taking different approaches to the situation. I mean, mm. uh, I, I'm doing this full time, but, you know, I'm I'm still learning. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. still trying to figure everything out and to get to a, a higher level of this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, before, <clears throat> no, go ahead. Yeah. So, but yeah, but no, nah, but, you know. Were you trying to have like a finance conversation about music <laughs> licensing, or, or, or what are you trying to get into? You want to get into the details? Or? No, no. Um, I mean, all of you, hey, I, I know when people watch, you know, they kind of tune it in. Like, okay, what's what's some of them nuggets about sync licensing that you yeah. know we can get into? But I was uh, going to comment on what you what you had just said, but we can get into you, whatever you want. And I, I think I think it goes back to what you said. If it ain't broke, don't fix, don't fix. it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like, if you are putting in the time and energy and effort to create music for TV and film, and it's the same amount of effort you're going to take to create one for your beat store, which one for you is going to give you the it's biggest working. return on investment? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. which one is going to give you that return on investment that you truly want? Because if you're selling beats online, I may, may or may not know who's purchasing that beat. I may not... You know, me trying to get beats to an artist may not necessarily work. I don't have an established relationship with them, but I got an established relationship with, with Clint. Yeah. With Dennis. For sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have relationships right. with Keep them. Keep working so yeah. They already know my track record for, you know, producing music and coming through. Let me keep... I'm not saying that you have to stay on that path. That's that's not what I'm saying. No, when, when no. I'm, I, yeah, I agree no, with no. you. I agree yeah, what with I, you, man. Yeah, what I'm saying is that that I mean, forget it. Like I, I you know, most people are like I got to be careful with what I'm going to say, man. No, go ahead. I can't see myself if I'm already successful in one area, 
trying to break into a, another area where there may be limited success. Because, I mean, how many people do you know that are selling beats online for $20, $30, you know, you know, on some of these beat selling platforms when I can have an opportunity to actually get a actual placement because I may, you know, Jimmy Joe may buy my, that same beat. He may buy that beat and use it on his album, but his album right. is an indie album. It never really goes anywhere. No streaming, no anything, but I can get this song in Real Housewives or Love and Hip Hop or Black Ink or wherever and it starts right. generating revenue and I get producer credits for that. Like, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just, makes more sense. No, it does. It makes more sense. Like, honestly, I've, I really have been sitting back and like, man, you know what? Let me re-look at my, my vision on this. Like, you know what mm. I'm saying? But it's good to at least try things. That's why I will tell people. That's right. Man, it is You good. never know what you're going to be good at or what's going to work for you until you actually try it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, but music licensing for me, like some of the things I really want to do in that, I want to get some TV commercials next. Like I want to do like some Nike commercials, um, like different car company commercials, like BMW. Oh yeah, I heard, yeah. It's, I heard, I, I heard it, man. Listen, honestly, I've heard music licensing. I've probably been sleeping myself. I've heard the music licensing is where it's at. I've heard people I, me make hundred thousand dollars a six figure check off of one thing, one thing like in, in music licensing. So mm-hmm. like. Uh, you get the look, look. You get a song in, with Chevy, oh bro. Oh like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. So that's, that's now, for me. That's what's next for me. I want to do mm-hmm. like some move, some like some some major movies, um, mm-hmm. big big time TV commercials and stuff like that. Maybe uh, elevate from doing like like sync to like having it like actually be like maybe the theme song for an actual TV show or something like that. Certain things like that. I want to elevate and get into games yeah, and different things yeah. like that. So. I'm, yeah. I'm trust me, just because I mentioned an artist don't mean that I'm neglecting the TV. You know, <laughs> so I'm definitely on I'm definitely I'm definitely seeing like, oh, this is this might be a good lane for me to stick to. Right. You know, to because stuff. because working with artists and working with regional artists and then some well-known artists, even making your way to well-known, well-known artists, that gets you the notoriety. That's what people are looking for. That gets you that notoriety. So when people say, oh, you produce. And then you say, yeah, I produce for, you know, Black Ink Crew. And they're like, no, no, no. Do you produce like for Drake and for J. Right. Cole and Kendrick? You know, right, that's right, what right. people are thinking about. They want they want to hear that. They want to hear that. Right. They don't want to hear the, you know, the five second, 10 second snippet on the right. on the on the uh, television show. They're looking like, are you producing records? And I think and I, I, that's for the general the general population of people. But right. I, I think for for us as music producers, However, we define success. That's what we utilize. We utilize this medium of music to achieve that that success. I'm not saying nothing wrong with, with you know, chasing placements and with artists. And no, for sure. I did. For I did sure. that for. I did that for a while. Now I'm. <laughs> I personally am adjusting my focus. You know, you're saying I want to work with artists. I'm trying to get into what you're doing. So, right. like, yeah, no. Nah, I mean, I just. I think it should be a, <laughs> a, a combination, man. I think it should yeah. be a combination. So I, I just look at my like my, as far as having a career in this. What mm. would I like to look back at the end of all of this? Say ten years from now, twenty years from now, mm-hmm. would I want to have so thousand beats on or ten thousand beats on you know beat stars, which would be amazing, or do I want would I want to have ten thousand music licensing placements 
You feel me? Or you know what I'm saying? It's like stuff like yes. that. That's that's those are the things we gotta look at. Especially I'm I'm older, man. Um like me too. <laughs> I I was doing when I was doing a Christian rap and stuff like that, that was like a, a while back ago, man. It's different things like that. So it's just like I'm in a different mm. whole different place. I can't like, you know, do some of the stuff I was doing mm. when I was younger. Yeah, you know, I feel you. If that makes sense, man. And no, but it, even it with makes... music, like <laughs> I got I shut stuff down early with music stuff like that. <laughs> I, I listen, no, that's not the type of stuff that we're gonna be doing. Uh, yeah, yes. you, know, you have to pay, you have to do this, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I find as you get older and you get more seasoned within this music thing, you start to develop parameters on how you conduct business. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, and so, so I attribute that to, to growth as a music producer and ensuring that, because in the beginning, nobody had their ducks in a row. You know what I'm saying? Nobody had split sheets and nobody was signed up with PROs and Harry Fox and, you know, n- nobody know, nobody knew all these different things. We had to go and learn. And so through learning, we grow. And now we know, oh, if we're making this beat, guess what? We're doing split sheets, hands down. Oh, yeah. Like, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> hands down. It's not, oh, right. we'll work it out later. No. We're going to take care of everything right now to ensure that right. when we go forward, there are no. This is no, a business, no man. Issues. Like, we're, we're in this. We're not in this as a hot, like. If I want to do this as a hobby, then uh, then okay, let's just hang out and just play around. And, right. You know, you want to do this as a business, then we have to do. We have to be, con- you know, conscious do business of stuff. That. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's it's just I, I think that's interesting in general when it comes to the con- to the the conversation of doing music. Mm. Most people don't look at music as a business, even as general public. They're just like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. we'll just kind of. It's like when you go to Target or you go to you know wherever you go. You don't try the certain things that you try. Right. Hey, man, can I just give give me all of these? And, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go and become successful. And then, like, yes, I'll tell them that I got them for you. And then. Right. No, you buy oh, man, them. I'm a, and then, <laughs> oh, I'm going to pay you an exposure. Uh, yeah. No, we're not paying an exposure. Because nope, you, technically, I, you're going to get exposure regardless if it, if it does the right thing. That's right. We're both gonna get exposed. Let's just do business. Let's, Let's just do business. That's right. And, and I think I think, you know, I, 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 in my I'm trying to think what series that I do it in. It's either in my uh, I think it was my branding series that I put out a while back. I had a conversation with Nelly when I used to live in St. Louis, and he told me he mm-hmm. was like, this whole thing it really is eighty percent business, twenty percent talent. He said, if you get yeah. the business side down. And you get everything that you're supposed, all your ducks in a row, the talent and the business together, it's going to be dangerous. He said, but if you got talent and you ain't got no business sense, you're going to get taken advantage of. You're not going to go too far. He said, they're going to eat you. They're going to eat you up. So you have <laughs> to get your business. And I remember this is so, so I used to, I used to go to EI in St. Louis, uh, which okay. was the, that's why I asked about the whole full sale thing. Uh, so when mm. uh, Nelly opened up EI back in St. Louis, I was like one of the very first students to go like literally me nope. and my yeah. me and my homie Keith we were the first I think we were like the first two students ever to enroll into EI and Nelly came and he spoke to us about you know just the whole music side of stuff the whole business side of stuff he's like y'all got to get that get that straight you get that straight 80% business 20% talent yeah i was like and a lot of times I find that people aren't about their business, which is why we hear stories 
today about people being taken advantage of or they're in 360 deals. Now I'm not saying all 360 deals are bad. I I would never sign, no. But, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just, no. But if you wanna be successful, and you can you can get this in books, whether it's Donald Passman's book, or uh, Ari's um, book, or listening to podcasts, or YouTube videos, like from people like Adam Ivey, et cetera, they're gonna tell you the music business is what you need to focus on. If you get that together, coupled with your talent. Take off, you, huh? You're gonna take off. Man, I was surprised, what was it, last week, where uh, Spotify and all of the uh, streaming platforms, or DSPs, digital service um, provider, uh, digital streaming platforms, where they yeah. paid $442 million to, I forgot the name of the company, MLC or some company, of all the unpaid royalties that people didn't collect. Hmm. I was like, oh no, $442 million? That's so crazy. <laughs> that's, a lot, that's a lot of millions. That's a lot of millions. <laughs> and it comes from people not being cognizant of the many different areas where they make money. And, and you know, I was talking to Nick, the manager uh, last week, and this is where we, we had that conversation. And if you don't know Nick, the manager, man, I would say, like, look that dude up. He He's packing sure. tons of gems. And we had that conversation. And he says, you know, really, who has the time to go sign up with the PROs and, uh, you know, the database, the music databases and Harry Fox and all these other things. He's like, I'm an artist. I don't have time to, or not just I don't have time, I may not even want to do all of that. I may yeah. just want to make music. He said, but sure. if you want them royalties, you need to have somebody who kind of knows how to do that so you can make sure you get paid. The business is super important, man. Super important. Yeah. Nah, yep. For sure. Man. Yep. So, so, so for you, man, I know we've been talking for a while. We had that little hiccup in the beginning, uh, well, almost at the you know, 30 minute mark. But man, for you, what have some, been some of your major challenges and what did you learn from some of those? Major challenges, man. Um, I don't know, man. I, I would say less. Honestly, I have a lot of major challenges when it comes when it comes to working with artists. Um, I always say it's just like <laughs> using using wisdom, man. When it comes to working mm. with artists, for sure. Like you have to before you interact with artists. Like I've 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 had challenges where I'll be building with an uh, with a group. And like right before we're about to pull the, the pull the trigger, you know the people just fall out. They don't all of a sudden want to do it anymore, or somebody you know it's been hindrances before on um, just trying to release a project, um, or even hinder. Um, what do you say? Major challenges. I would even say it's people not paying. You know, what I'm saying just not going into the situation like, hey, up front, you know, I'm a producer. This is how much I charge. This, yes, I want these royalties. This publishing, you know, upfront, mm -hmm. go ahead and have that. I used to always think that was an uncomfortable situation, uncomfortable conversation to have, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would try not, to, I would try to avoid having, hoping that it was going to happen naturally. Right. Or, or, and, and what happens is sometimes it just never happens, and that yep. the conversation doesn't happen, or is, is a vague conversation, and you end yep. up not getting hardly anything. So when you talk about challenges, um, those are challenges. You got to go into a situation knowing what you want, knowing what your value is. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I'm not going to like nowadays, like seriously, I won't like if an artist comes to me <laughs> the wrong way, I'm just like, I'm respectfully declined. <laughs> you feel me? 
Like straight. I feel you. Man, I'm just gonna yes, respectfully decline working with you because you're not coming mm. at me the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, yeah, I, feel I was. You. I would say those are the challenges. Just maybe this being um, ill-advised at the time, just not having the information that I needed to succeed, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know. You know, it's funny you say that. That. You know, you didn't in the beginning want to have those conversations. Those conversations were uncomfortable. And I found that even in my own career and different producers that I've talked, that I've spoken with, a lot of times why they don't want to have that conversation is they feel that if they have it, then that producer, or not the producer, but the artist is going to be like, oh, well, I can just go over here and, and work with somebody else. And, and you right. kind of don't want to lose that business. But I don't think. I don't know why that is in, in this particular genre. That's the business music. that you actually want to lose. That's the that's <laughs> yes, that's the one you want to lose. Yes, you want you to lose the, right. the person if you if you bring up some music money or hey, how are we going to you know work out compensation on this? Um, you know exposure. All right. Mm, <laughs> well, I will say this: it depends. For me personally, it depends. Oh, yeah. It depends on who I'm working with, my relationship with that person. You know, what are there any type of tangible benefits or intangible benefits that may come from me working with this particular individual? Right. So so I have to kind of ascertain the situation, determine exactly what's really in it for me and for the other person. But if it's somebody I don't know and that's what I get, it's like, mm, I'm good. Usually, usually the people who are trying to do this thing for the exposure are not people who are in a position to actually help let you benefit from that exposure. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, I, I mean, if Drake came to me and said, hey, yo, Joe or Ever J, you know, let me get some beats. Sure. I, I'm not going to pay you anything up front. I'm just going to give you a publishing on the back end and it will be exposed. Please. Immediately. <laughs> now, of course, but at the same time, at the same time, no, I'm going to, uh, Drake, I still want you to go ahead and pay me for the beats up front, though, Drake. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like in that in that particular scenario, for someone who doesn't have a Drake placement yet, right, that would be a kind of a no brainer to go ahead and just take that, yeah. because Drake is going to do what he's going to do on that. You'll still you're yeah. going to benefit from that, even if it's Drake's worst song on that album, and you produce you're, it. You, if I put Drake in my my bio, I mean, what can you say? What can you, you say have, you're gonna? I produce for Drake. Nobody's looking at well. What song did you do? And was that song really good? And did it? No, because yeah. they're like, okay, you produce for Drake. People are going to start coming at you, going, "Hey, I heard what you did for yeah. Drake. Can you come do the same thing for me?" I think the situ it, every situation is different. You have to read every situation. I know if personally Drake came to me and was like, "I'll give you some publishing." Cool. Here you go. Next time yeah. Drake comes to me, though, it's like, "Hey, Drake, like we got this relationship now. Can, can you pay for this beat up front?" And, I'll, and. Be honest with you. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, though. Honestly, now, though, I mean, honestly, I'm trying to listen. No, we're going to just do business the right way or not at all. Honestly, mm. that's how I would look at it, period. Even with yeah. even with Drake, even with Drake. Yeah. And, you know, and Drake has to respect that. Oh, whoever the artist is, they have to respect that, you know, and then they have to determine for themselves if they want to do business with you based upon what your business requirements are. And so. And I think that's a lot of things, man, is that people just aren't on front with what they want to do. They kind of skirt around a lot of different things, and that's what get them into trouble. Yeah. And if they were just up lack front. Lack of knowledge. Lack, man. If they were just up front and said, this is how what, what I want based upon this transaction, this situation, you know, 
Yeah. They have to determine what that is, what that is for them. So, yeah, I, I just know for me, Drake. If Drake came today, oh for it sure, it was like yeah, no. it was like we'll, we'll, I'm flexible. I'm flexible. <laughs> I'm flexible. I'll give you the beat. <laughs> but next, next beat, I give you, I give. Matter of fact, I give you two beats. But the next beat, I mean, you had to pay. You know, honestly, five, I think Drake. Even if it's five hundred dollars, it's gonna be five hundred dollars. No, no, no. Honestly, I think Drake. <laughs> I think Drake or some uh, artists like that, the artists on those levels, I don't think they're on that type of stuff of not wanting to pay. I don't either. They, you I know, think they want to so get crazy. that out of the way. It's, it's, it it's so crazy that I will honestly tell you that's correct. It's people who are, and that's so sad to say, no longer are we getting, our producer getting paid twenty, thirty, forty, hundred thousand dollars for a beat. That's, if there is, let me know. I need to find out what that producer is. Again, twenty, thirty thousand dollars for a beat. I don't think the the producers who are at those levels are worried about paying someone. I just think it's at certain levels where there is a a mindset that has infiltrated at that level to say, well, I can get this beat from somebody on BeatStars or Airbit or whoever for twenty dollars. Why do I have to pay you a thousand dollars for it? And and what's so crazy? Here's the craziest thing, and and I got to talk to somebody about this because they can hear your beat, and you send them the beat, and then they can take that same beat and have somebody remake it. So we're at a dirty, dirty time, man. Oh, oh. He's got to he's got to put yourself out there. I think I don't know, like I, I like I say, like with the YouTube. Putting my mm-hmm. beats on YouTube, I was I'm just now kind of thinking like, man, maybe I should scale back from that because if I want to really be a like an industry producer, even with music licensing, honestly, even with music licensing, do you think like say a, a music supervisor they see your beats on YouTube and you're saying free beats or beer? Oh yeah, uh, they license this beat for twelve dollars and you get all these hundreds <laughs> of beats or something like that. Do you think that they're going to actually now turn around and give you a check for fifteen thousand dollars? to produce this Nike commercial or this whatever. That's right. Probably probably not. So like I, I've kind of been on the approach like, man, maybe I should be more exclusive with this and build mm. this building a brand uh that the would demand mm. that's what so that's that's really I think that's the important that's what I'm really focused on right I now. I think that's I important. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a man, man, I wish we can get into the whole conversation about building brands and uh, that's I think that's super critical that a lot of times people aren't aware of, of the brand is important. How you're presenting yourself is important. What you do as far as your presentation, it matters. Because once people start taking notice of you, then, and especially if they take notice of you and you want to go to a higher level, you know what I mean? Right. Then you have to figure out what your branding strategy looks like and how that is going to play itself out in everything that you do from the way that you you present your music, from uh, your your style, from your website, your communication, I mean, everything. Because now you're not just talking to Jimmy Joe artists, you're talking yeah. to, you know, Hans Beckman, who is the major com- composer on this new movie that wants you to be part Shoot. of what you're doing. Sorry. You know what I mean? and. Yeah, it's it's a different it's a it's a, and I think that's what people don't understand. There's a different level to certain things, and if you, I'm not trying to say if you play the game the right way, 
But if you present yourself as that brand, people are going to take notice and they're going to want to do a lot of business with you. A lot yep. of business. Yep. That's, that's where I'm at right now, man. Is this, I'm I'm ready to go to a to another level with this music industry stuff, man. Like, yes, sir. I'm I'm, ha- yes, sir. I'm excited for it, man. Excited what's going on already, but it's level. Like you said, it's levels to this. There's <laughs> levels know? to it. That's there's right. Levels. So, man, so so what would you tell somebody trying to get into this whole music world today? What advice would you would you give them? First advice is to try to figure out exactly what you feel like you want to do or called to do. What is your purpose within this? Because I think once you figure that out, then you don't have to waste time trying everything else. Like I kind of what I did or what some most people do, they try a bunch of different things. Like if you already know what you want to do, this then that's the that's going to be the first step. Um, the second step I would say is to try to think of creative ways to get in where not everybody is taking that approach to get in. Like um, everybody's trying to, be, you know, be the main plug, right? Why not try to be, why not try not to be the plug? Don't worry about being the plug and just get plugged in with somebody who already has the connections and stuff like that and just keep on building with them. So that, that would be probably my advice, man. Just lock in with somebody. You don't have to be the main person. Just plug in with somebody that can help you get in the door, you know? Yeah, and I think so many people are so, as you said, consider, you know, so, you know, taken with, I just, I just want to be the plug or uh, put me in the right room with the right person and I can take off. And there's a lot of work that kind of goes into, into this. It takes whole time, thing. man. It takes, it takes time. Of, it takes time. It's patience. Patience. Like mm. any, even just the relationships that I built, that wasn't like, okay, I started talking to uh, Clint and then one week later, I got this placement right here or right. I did this. It was over time, man. So mm-hmm. months. It's over years, time. You know, years. Yeah. Over time. Over like I like I know Clint. A... Look, look, look. I know Clint. I haven't gotten uh, any placement yet. Uh <laughs> oh. <laughs> nah, you I mean, but, but the reality to... is look so so here's the reality. And I'll say this for everybody. One person's journey is not the same. My journey is not your journey. You know what I'm saying? So my entryway into this whole music world started off as producing, but I figured I have I have skills that are at a certain level than just being a producer. Like right. I've, I've been in corporate America for 20 plus years. I have a background in leadership and organizational development. I have a background in marketing and strategy and you know human resources and, and training and all these other things. And, I figured, oh, I'm going to figure out a way how to use those to get me into this. And then people say, I didn't know you produce. Oh, yeah. yeah Come check out way. these beats. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's That's very important to, to point on, too, man, because, like I said, it's, it's hard because, like, say, as a producer or anything you're trying to do, there's going to be other examples of what you could be doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so. That's right. It can prevent you from going to where you need to go just looking at what everybody else is doing. Just focus on what your path is. Go there. And I also wanted to point on the fact that you said, like, hey, you know, using some of your other talents. Um, we look at these people like Jay-Z. He doesn't mm-hmm. just rap. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's, if he just rapped, he wouldn't be where he is today. He wouldn't have he got that partnership he just got. 
You see what I'm saying? If he if he only used his skills as a rapper, that's, that's, right. what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Same with Sean John or, or, or Puffy. If he only was doing nothing but mm-hmm. producing or becoming being an artist, he wouldn't be this global brand. He had, he used his business, like you're talking that's about, right. business skills. Something that I'm thinking about too, like man, you know, I should use some of my like other skills and stuff like that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you got skills in other areas, you got to figure out how to take those skills and make them transferable to what you do doing music. So like an example, uh, I I think you mentioned it, but I know as an example, Clint, he does courses. Uh, DDS, DDS Mm -hmm. does courses. Uh, You know, like I do uh, certain types of things through my videos as far as uh, trainees and stuff like that. If you have a skill set that is transferable, and you can figure out how to use that skill set on this side, man. That, it's I would just say too. That's, that's about humility too. It's like because everybody mm. thinks, oh, I have to do this. What mm-hmm. if you did? You you felt like that, and then this whole other thing that could have blossomed for you as well on the side while you're going towards that. That's yeah. right. I mean, everybody thought I should be a I, I should be a manager. Yeah, like an artist manager. I tried it. I didn't want to do it yeah. anymore. I realized it. That's, I realized it wasn't for me. Right. And there's um, nothing wrong with that. that's what I'm saying. Like I think that's the that's the whole thing. People got you mm-hmm. got to can't be afraid to get out there and experiment. You're right. not gonna know what's like I like I, like for instance I, I've experimented with the gospel industry like for sure. Like I I'll still work with a gospel artist. Yeah, me too. Is, am I doing this like if that's all I'm doing? Like I'm exclusively all I can do is gospel music. No, I can also do this and do that. You know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, brother, it's it's been it's been a pleasure, man. Just getting it like it's nothing like chopping it up face to face versus sure. you know text or, or Instagram DM. Yeah, yeah, like seeing each other and just really chopping it up, man. And to see I who the person appreciate you. Yeah. Yep. I really appreciate you, your insight, and the things that you're working on, man. So tell people where they can find you. Um, man, you could you can find me on Instagram, um, Instagram.com slash Eva J E V A J music. Um, you can actually go to my site too, but it's uh, it's kind of under this construction. But you can go to my Beat Stars page. I'll still have that up. Beat um, Eva J Music Beat Stars or Eva J Music.com. Everything just search Eva J Music. <laughs> you know, you search Eva J Music on Spotify. Eva J Music. I have I got some stuff on there. You can search Eva J Music on you know different platforms. Man, I got you know. Ever J Music, how you gonna find me? Man, that's what's up. Man. Yes. Ever J Music, oh, y'all. Let me let me also give my email yes. too, just in case someone wants to sure. reach out to me. Um, I have two emails I'm gonna give. One is uh Ever J Music at gmail.com and one is info at uh, everjmusic.com. So info at everjmusic.com. If you're seriously trying to do something, that's the best thing <laughs> to go to. If you just yeah. just want just want some like uh basic questions or something like that, just ever music at gmail. Yeah, look, I tell people the same thing. I like if you really, really want to do some stuff, get me, get at me at info.wecreatemusic.tv. Outside <laughs> right. of that, just email me at wecreatemusictv uh, one at gmail. Like, get, go to my Gmail. But this right. one is strictly business. This is the, yeah, the yeah, business you're, platform. You're, you're all right. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, once again, ladies and gentlemen, Eva J, my brother, greatly appreciate it. We got to do this again. Uh, it, it's has been great. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Nah, Sorry so that I'm like, why is this Chrome open on my YouTube? It was so <laughs> crazy. But it happens, man. Uh, yeah, it does. But man, I greatly appreciate you being here, sharing your knowledge, your gems, uh, and just your experience. 
and the things that you've been going through uh, from a musical perspective and you know looking forward to what you do because I know uh, one of your goals that I don't know you talked about it but uh, was to get a hundred placements I didn't hear you I said I think one of your goals was to get a hundred I read in your bio was to get a hundred placements yeah yeah, yeah. I mean and, I, I, I want to get a hundred TV and film placements or you know mm -hmm. I, I have some pretty big goals I'm just like man I might as well, if I'm gonna do a goal I might as well go ahead and do it big blow it up you know what I'm saying That's 100 right. I want to get a I want to get 100 golden uh platinum plaques I want to hey. get 50 number one records I mean why not <laughs> why let me not? just try let me try I want to get That's right I want, what I said I want to get like I think four uh what I said 4000 um yeah I, I want to get 4000 TV and film placements in the next Ooh. 10 10 years I mean look if you're going to do it, gonna hey, do it look I, I want to look back and see hey I've had a real good successful career if I look back in 10 years and I have 4,000 placements in TV and film, I will feel like I did what I did, did what well, I was supposed and to that's, And that's how you define what your success is to you. And I can tell so, you now, a lot of people have not even started that part of their journey. They haven't even decided what are my ultimate goals that I want to achieve and what are the things I can start doing to work toward those goals. Yep. Not at all. Nope. But man, so, man, once again, it's been a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my man. Have a J. Uh, I'm sure we'll see, see him again. Hopefully, you know, as we continue to build our relationship, maybe we can make it some plates, some TV placements together. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, let's see what's up. <laughs> let's see what we can do. That's right. So, man, hang around for just one moment um, as we really close it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, man, I hope y'all enjoyed the interview. I know I did. Man, Ever J's a, an amazing, dope guy. Uh, make sure you definitely check him out on. Uh, his social media platform, get at him on his webpage, check out the things that he's doing. Uh, but as always, thank you very much for tuning in to We Create Music TV. Thank you for sticking with us, even through our technical difficulties. Uh, and just thank you for checking us out every Monday and every Thursday at 7 p.m. where you can check out all of our live interviews, check out our master classes that we have. Uh, we did one on branding uh, in the music industry. We did one on networking in the music industry, and we're getting ready to prepare for our new Seven Habits of Highly Effective Music Producers one as well. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, we don't use Twitter that much, but Instagram is where, you know, that's where we are. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, hit that like button. But once again, thank you very much for tuning in. Y'all have a great evening or whenever it is that you're going to be watching this. Peace.